Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes or so to the top of the hour. And joining us, Lee Howard, legal counsel at Limestone Title and Escrow. You can reach Lee on her cell phone, 649-7964. Also, Randy Rocky with Swad Financial. They do a great job getting loans closed, at least mortgages funded. Lee Harris gets the loans closed over at Limestone. You can reach Randy at 6450736. Son Greg is off today. He's actually busy working, so he's off from the radio show. And you can reach me, Bob Sokoler, anytime to uh, get your home on the market or if you're looking to buy homes, we can help you with that as well with our 12 plus agents. You can reach me at 376 5483. All right. In the news, we start with the Randy on the financial side, mortgage rates continued an upward run towards 5% this past week after the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell acknowledged that the invasion of Ukraine and COVID-related supply disruptions could drive inflation beyond the Fed's previous forecasts. Addressing the National Association Mm -hmm. for Business Economics on this past Monday, Powell added fuel to the fire by saying the Fed is prepared to raise short-term rates by 50 basis points at a time and if necessary, at least three to five times this year. Randy, that's scary for any home buyers listening right now thinking they want to get in before the rates go any higher. Thoughts? Right. So NMLS number 26362. So rates and APR is around 5%. But what will happen, Bob, is when the short-term rates go up, actually the bond market gets bought up in a big way, and actually long-term rates will drop. Uh, Now, eventually it all catches up, okay? But we will have, we should have a little bit of a pullback, uh, you know, maybe a quarter of a point uh, to a half a point if if the short-term rates do happen. It actually affects long-term rates in a good way. Okay, if you say so. The the other report that I saw on Wednesday of this past week, CNBC reporting mortgage applications have plunged, which is a concern because for for anyone who – as does loans like Swan, it's just slowing things down in terms of the supply chain. It, well, it, it, it's going to be a bloodbath in the next night within the next sixty to ninety days. Eddie and I both predicted that this year, uh, the first six months, there's going to be, I'd say, fifty percent of the of of, of the mortgage um, mortgage companies will be laying off fifty percent of their staff. Wow! From uh, twenty twenty one, it's really sad, and it's already happen in a big way a lot of big companies doing it there's going to be a lot of small companies go out uh and you 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 know you really gotta dot your eyes and cross your t's and watch everything because it's it's not a it's it's a very interesting time to be in the mortgage business okay well we'll we'll let that go for now but just for the alert for all of our listeners if you are a buyer keep an eye homes are coming on the market faster than you might think and if you are a seller uh, get ready. It's time to sell that house. Uh, and you can reach me and we can help you get things going. I'll give you the number in a little bit. First, let's go over to Lee Harris yes. over at Limestone Heidel. Uh, Gloria, you know, we're doing our COVID shows. And what that means, basically, it's a very simple premise. We record the shows using Zoom. Then we upload them. In addition to being on 840 WHAS, 
Uh, you can also see them at louisvilleanswers.com. That's the video version of our show, louisvilleanswers.com. And you'll be able to uh, review what we're about to tell you in depth. Uh, Gloria sent in an email and asks, she bought a condo several years ago and does not escrow taxes and insurance. But now she's worried that she forgot to pay her taxes on her home at least a year, maybe two. What steps should she take on this, Lee? Okay, well, that's a that's a good question. Uh, yes, you want to go on to the Jefferson County, if you're in Jefferson County or whatever county you are in, go on to the sheriff's website, put in your name and or property address. It will come up there and show if you have a zero balance or if you have a balance due and when it is due. Obviously, if it's after the deadline, they're going to add some fees on to you, uh, interest and things like that. Uh, you want to go ahead and find out what the payoff is and pay those because uh, the, the sheriff will sell your taxes to uh, investors who buy those because it's, it's about 12% interest. It's a good interest rate. Uh, and that investor will either hold it or they will try to foreclose on your property in order to um, uh, get their money back. So you don't want to let taxes hang out there too long. And if it has been purchased, you'll see that it has been purchased and you can contact the attorney for that investor uh, or that purchaser directly and work out with them uh, you know, how much that you owe. There's going to be some attorney's fees on there and you can pay that off and get a release of that lien on your property and all should be good. But it, you know, hopefully you've paid it because otherwise it'll be a lot more than the original price. That is um, a really important point to bring up because I know of some people in the country who will use this as a, a way to make money where they purchase um, these liens or these tax back taxes, and then they either foreclose and sell it or they go after the, they wait for the owner to realize what's going on and then they they really sock it to them. So yeah, it's a good question and it's good that you brought that up. Let us go uh, back over to uh, Randy with another question that came in uh, with interest rates. This is from Bill, interest rates going up. How much will it cost Bill to uh, buy a $200,000 home with a 5% down and comparing a 3% mortgage for a 4.5% mortgage. So, and maybe now even 5%. So what he's looking for here is what's the difference between interest rates when they were at three and let's say five now on a $200,000 home if they're putting 5% down? Yes, you're, you're looking at somewhere around uh, 80 bucks to $100 a month, right in that range how, how does that come about where, just where they were before how does well, that happen you take yeah. two hundred thousand right right so you take two hundred thousand on uh five percent all right the interest on that is uh ten thousand a year and you take two hundred thousand on three percent it's six thousand years so that's four thousand dollars difference mm -hmm. uh uh so in that scenario you're you know you're about uh, $325 a month. Now, again, with, when, when you take it to a point, actually it's more than that. I'm sorry, Bob, I was wrong. Uh, okay. so you're, you know, you're looking about, you know, a point and a half, you're looking at, uh, 
about $150 and a point, you're about, you're about a hundred dollars. So that's, that's, that's the difference in payment and those two scenarios. Okay. There is a, obviously that's one of the reasons that as the interest rates go up, buyers are concerned because their buying power goes down. If they're only approved for a certain amount of money, they can't afford the home that was on the market, a little more money when the interest rates were, were lower. So it's a big concern. Moving on, Lisa, building well, here, here, here's yeah. something that I'm sure. Right, right. And here's something that is really starting to happen. So a captive lender, uh, a bank, people like that, the, 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 you know, as you said earlier, uh, applications are way down. So they get started getting squeezed on profits. So they even raise their rates even more. So this is the time when companies like mine shine and our brokers, because we can go shop the market and there's always somebody wanting our business. So uh, this is more of a time for the consumer to shop than ever. Okay, good. There's a well, big discrepancy yeah, in right. rates. There could be as much as three quarters of point to point difference in rate between uh, co companies right now. Literally that much of a difference. Let's go back over to uh, Lee. Lisa building a home in Shelbyville. She is acting as her own contractor and hiring in subcontractors. This is a dangerous proposition, folks, if you don't have uh, the background and talents on this. She says this is her first home and she's now upset. Apparently the siding contractor was putting nails in her siding or it's actually, it was uh, some sort of beadboard. And as he was hanging it, hit a water line. The plumbing contractor now says he has to either remove the tile from inside uh, the house or remove the siding and, and wood and then uh, get the plumber in there to fix and refit the PVC pipe. She's wondering, basically, can she sue the siding contractor after the work is completed because she doesn't want to do it now because it's being built and who knows what could happen. But she's wondering, does she have a case of negligence on the contractor, Lee? Um, what I would suggest, rather than waiting for it to be done, is to uh, go ahead and, and ask the siding contractor, hopefully he's bonded and has insurance and is a legit company. If so, that he could make a claim on his uh, liability policy and they could pay for the repairs to be done now and while they are still building and then uh, proceed on with the plumber and everyone else. And, and, and it will be, it should be taken care of that way and it should be fixed as it goes along. The problem with waiting until everything is done and yeah. then bringing the claim is you're yeah. sort of uh, limiting some of your uh, legal remedies because you're, you're proceeding uh, you know, potentially they could say, well, you know, she accepted it um, and we, we moved ahead. And also there's obviously timeframes, you know, there's statute limitations on certain claims as well. So I would just go ahead and ask him to make a claim on his, uh, on his policy at this time. And then the adjuster can decide, you know, how and when to pay that. Do, do you not see her concern that if she does something to go against the contractor who's doing the siding or the wood siding that it might get him angry and he may not, he may do a substandard job finishing out, or do you think she should not have to worry about something like that? Sure. I mean, I, I think if he does do that, then she's got even a better claim against him. So it wouldn't be a wise uh, business choice on his part to do that because if, if he 
then retaliates by putting the the siding in negligently and it causes future problems down the line. He's just, you know, adding insult to injury and causing himself more monetary damages. But it's certainly that that is a possibility. Um, But I think having a, you know, good, a nice letter or a nice email or a nice conversation or all three um, to say, here's what we found, you know, it's no, no hard feelings, but we'd like, you know, I want my house to be put put together properly and not start out with water damage or any kind of problems. So I mean, that's why people have insurance. You know, I know people don't like to make claims on their insurance, but that's why they have it. So especially contractors, because they, yeah. they already think they're paying too much in the way insurance and probably are, are doing it. All right. We're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, we've touched on this a couple of years ago, 14 things that are illegal to throw in the cash, in the trash, not the cash, but in the trash. <laughs> I quite frankly, I read this and I said, oh, you know what, that that we should talk about that again, because some of these are little eye openers for us. So we'll do that in a second. First, a reminder with us, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. They do a great job getting the home loans closed. And you can reach Lee, by the way, make sure you check out their cookies when you're over there. Uh, Their phone number, Lee's phone number directly to talk to her if you've got questions as well. 649-7964. Also, another company that does a great job in getting your mortgages approved and ready to close. Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy at 645-0736. You can reach me anytime to help you get your home on the market. If you'd like to call and get me out there for a free consultation, there's no obligation. Easy thing to do. You can call me at 376-5483, or you can go to our website. And the easiest way to remember it is go to bobsellmyhome.com or, ready for this? sellmyhomebob.com those two <laughs> those two will help get you and you'll you'll see everything we also have five plus ways to get your home sold and help you find your next house without having to sell and close on your first house anyway we'll take a break come back with more of your questions in a moment on news radio 840 whas need a home loan or refinancing you need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. 
experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to resellouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show here till the top of the hour. With us, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone, Title and Escrow at 649-7964. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial at 6450736. And you can reach me to help you get your home on the market. Or if you're going to buy a home, we've got 12 plus agents to help you. 3765483 is my direct number. And thank you so much, Barbara Corcoran, who is a mentor and a friend. And we appreciate her knowledge and helping us all the time. All right. So 14 things illegal to throw in the trash. So you, I'm going to go through these fast, but you may say to yourself, folks, holy smokes, I've been doing that. And I should not have been doing that. Number one, batteries. They're toxic chemicals like mercury, nickel, cadmium, and they can fill up a landfill. Those chemicals can leach into the soil or the water system. Paint. Don't throw paint in the traffic because leftover paint, paint is flammable and poisonous. Motor oil. You don't want to throw motor oil in the trash either. Electronics. Uh, mercury thermometers because of the mercury. Prescription drugs. The drugs can leach into the water system. Fluorescent light bulbs. And you can throw out uh, burnt out incandescent light bulbs in the trash. But fluorescent bulbs contain mercury. And that's another, again, hazardous element. Lawn chemicals. Another thing that you don't want to put into the trash. Smoke detectors. If you don't know, ionization chamber smoke detectors, those are the ICSDs have a small amount of radioactive material inside that helps them detect smoke. And those don't want to go into the um, trash. Fireworks. It uh, may seem obvious, but fireworks should never be thrown away in the garbage without proper preparation. Soak any dud or unexploded fireworks in water for at least 24 hours to render the gunpowder inert, especially as we start to get closer. Thank goodness to the 4th of July. Don't throw tires in the trash. Morph balls uh, might be an effective way to protect your clothes and other fabrics from moths, but the small spheres are actually a pesticide containing toxic ingredients, so you don't want to throw those. Asbestos, also no secret, asbestos is a serious health risk, so that should be handled separately. They uh, are carcinogenic, and uh, you want to make sure you don't throw those in the trash. And finally, gasoline goes without saying, uh, you don't want to throw that. Some of those obvious are pretty obvious, but truthfully, I, that might be an eye opener for some. All right, back to the questions. Lee, this is for you. Christopher is writing in and says he lives in a no animal rental building. So in other words, no pets. The neighbor 
and he'll call the neighbor Tyler, apparently has cats. Another neighbor down the hall mentioned that Tyler told her that cats are service animals or was a service animal and are allowed in the building. Now, Christopher says, that sounds strange. Are you, what are your thoughts and what can be done? <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes. So a, a landlord or an owner can have a no pet policy. Uh, they cannot have a no service animal policy because service animals under the law are not pets. So that's the first issue. Is it uh -huh. really a service animal? If so, there has to be some type of number one therapeutic relationship between uh, Tyler, the neighbor who owns the cats and his therapist or social worker or psychiatrist or psychologist or someone uh, who is in that field who says in their professional opinion that he needs a service animal. And then that uh, service animal would have to be registered as such. Uh, and then there, he would be allowed to have the animal if he has all of the necessary uh, requirements by statute. If he doesn't, then uh, it's just a pet, and he's trying to, you know, sneak one in. Yeah. And the uh, neighbor can let the landlord know, and then the landlord can ask for proof of these items, such as the therapeutic relationship and the and the uh, the disability that the person has, and uh, the registration for this animal and, and the need for this animal, and uh, if they don't have it, I mean, I don't know how often this has happened, but this legislature did pass a fine for people who are trying to fake a service animal because certainly there are people who need them. And and uh, uh, the people who run the fair housing laws did not want uh, discrimination you know, against right. those who need it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So is that, is that just in Kentucky, Lee, or is that in Indiana as well? Do you know that? Well, there's federal fair housing laws and there's yeah. state fair housing laws. So they're pretty much the same. I was you know, thinking about the fine sells. that was passed by the Oh, the, 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 I don't think that Indiana, uh, as far as I know, doesn't have the same fine. The fine is $1,000, by the way. So Ooh. it's pretty steep if somebody is faking, you know, paperwork. You can get anything off the Internet, you know. Yeah. So you could have a service dog that has papers, but hasn't ever been to a minute of training or, you know, anything like that. And I've seen a lot of things, peacocks and uh, you know, ferrets and lizards. It doesn't have to be a dog or a cat, but there's a lot of animals out there that people want to have. I know the airlines cracked down. There were a lot of people who were using the service dog and there's, you can go online, Google service dogs, and there are companies that will send you patches and uh, certificates. But uh, I know the airlines cracked down because that was being abused and taken advantage of. And didn't I hear at one point, someone tried to put a horse on the plane or something oh, yeah. like a miniature horse? Yeah, and there's been miniature horses. Yeah, yeah, there's been miniature horses in apartments too. I think the peacock is what finally got the uh, the airlines upset. Is when the person brought their peacock on board. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't an NBC employee that did that. Okay. All right. Well, I, I uh, we we wish Christopher the very best on uh, on getting that uh, corrected. Randy, this is going over to you. Uh, Mike emailed in this question. He wants to build, but he's worried about where are the interest rates going to be in six to eight months when the construction of the house he wants to build is completed? And he's wondering, how does he protect himself against rates going up in, the, in his mortgage? Can you give us kind of a primer on what happens for anybody who's thinking about building and how the locking in works for mortgages? 
Yeah, we could. Yes, what we could do is I can lock them in, uh, you know, for 210 days, 240 days. So we can go in and protect that. Uh, that is an option. There are some lenders that do it, uh, not many. Uh, we're one of them that does. And if the building goes past whatever the lock is, say it's 210 days, uh, what yeah, protection does what? Yeah, what protection does Mike have at that point about seeing his interest rates he go up? Will, we can either we can do what's called uh, let the rate lock go and just relock if, it, if the pricing is better. If it's going to be worse, then what we'll do is we do an extension, and he has to pay for an extension, and that can be you know as little as an eighth of the loan amount up to, you know, you know, three, uh, you know, to uh, three eighths of the loan amount. So if it's a $300,000 loan, it can be, you know, as little as $800 or 2,400 to do a rate lock extension. So is it possible, Lee, let me bring you into this. And again, builders typically have their own builders contract um, that uh, they use. Uh, And I'm I'm, builders not going to be happy with what I'm about to suggest or even ask Lee. Is there any way to put some teeth in the contract, an addendum that says if the builder goes past, let's just use the, a 210-day number, that the builder is responsible for paying part or all of the uh, relock or the difference in what the interest rate would be? I suspect they're not going to agree to that, quite frankly, but I'm just asking it for anybody who might be thinking, well, maybe we can get the builder to contribute to the delay. Certainly. It's not a bad idea. Uh, obviously, at the time that you're negotiating the contract is when people are, are uh, everybody's optimistic and thinking that it's going to happen within 210 days. So they might be more willing to, you know, put that on the table as a as a bargaining chip. Uh, but yes, they can agree to anything they want to agree to along those lines. Uh, and depending on how the market goes, if builders are getting a little more uh, squeezed and they don't have as many buyers knocking on their doors, they might be willing to offer a few more creative ideas such as that in order to entice a buyer to work with them or entice a buyer to build just outright. Yeah. So just FYI, I know, I mean, I'm just did a calculation. We're looking at probably six and a half months with the 210 days um, as, as a locked time. And I know that builders are very concerned in talking to the numbers of builders that we work with, that the problem is not them, but it's the supply chain because of COVID and things right. have slowed down. So they may not be the ones to point the finger at, but I'm sure a builder doesn't want to be left holding the bag that the, the problem is, the home won't be ready in 210 days. Their suppliers are not supplying them in an efficient time frame, and yet they're going to have to pay an extra lock fee. So, I I mean, I get that loud and clear, folks, and builders, I I get that. I'm just trying to find out. I want to make sure that the Mm -hmm. buyers of new construction are aware that there are problems that you're going to face as you move forward in new construction. Uh, so at least Randy, and we'll give Randy's um, number out in, in just a couple of seconds here as we wrap things up, but at least Swan is able to lock you in on a construction loan that is a 210 or maybe a little bit longer down the road. And you know, there used to be a time before COVID 
that building would be a no-brainer for some builders to get it done in six months. But, Randy, if it goes longer than 210, what's the the long the longest cast you can go with a um, a construction loan? You mentioned 210. Could you do 250 or 260? Well, the, the, the construction loan will be done by the construction company. We just walk in for the permit financing. Uh, I mean, they, they, their construction loans, they get done, either the builder has or what have you. So to answer your question, though, yeah, yeah. what they do is they, they we cannot uh, lock in you know, for another 90 to 120 days if it makes sense. It gets pretty expensive, but maybe it's better than where the rates are currently. If the rates are good currently, then we'll just, we'll just go ahead and let their lock expire and go with the current rate. Yeah, and, and depending upon who you think and talk to, Maybe rates do come down after they've come up a little bit. Uh, some forecast them down, and I some think up. they will. You still I, think they I will? Think they, yeah, I think they'll come down some. Well, yes. let's let I got my fingers crossed. Let's hope so for all of the buyers and for sellers. We're wrapping up our thanks to Randy Rocky Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime at six four five zero seven three six. They do a great job getting the loans to closing table and Lee Harris legal counsel limestone title and escrow and they do a great job getting the loans closed and you can reach Lee at 649-7964 and if you're looking to get your home on the market in the next couple of months or even years feel free reach out to me bob at we sell louisville.com or go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com or you can call me at 376-5483 and I'll come out we'll talk and come up with a plan it's uh, no cost and no obligation whatsoever again we hope we hope that uh, you're ready to go and we'll find you the next house all right we are out of time my thanks to everybody we'll see you next sunday right here on news radio 840 WHAS.